Greetings, aliens. It is the one and only Ella Sanchez from the Nadia Pregunto podcast. Um, if you're tuning back, then welcome back. Thank you very much. And if you're new, then what the hell? What are you doing? Why aren't you tuning in more? No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you're new, then hi. Um, I hope you have a good time. I hope you have a ball. It's a fun time here. Everybody says I have the ASMR voice when I'm not talking this loud. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. I mean, if that doesn't if that doesn't tell you that um, I stutter a lot, and also if that doesn't tell you that this is my calling, then I don't know what else to tell you. I do have the ASMR voice. Anyways, not the point. Not the point of today's podcast episode. Um, I don't know how long this episode is gonna be. Before I get into it, um, I do want to say the people that have been actually listening and actually telling me they've been listening. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it, and I do appreciate the time that you are taking to listen. I know a podcast can be a lot, a lot, because they're really long, and that's why I don't film these. At least not yet, because. I don't know. I feel like it's just like a lot to do the audio and then the actual recording of it. So right now I'm just going to do audio. But um, in the future, who knows? Who knows? I'm open to anything. But as you know, if I'm going to be honest, I'm very tired today. (laughs) It is a very cloudy day in LA. Um, I'm running on like no sleep these days because college has me by the balls. I have no free time, but it's fine. You know, it's really not fine. Actually, I have like a really like my eye bags are terrible like I look like I haven't slept in like three years and honestly I probably haven't but that's not the point we're not here to complain we're here to just get this out into the open let's talk about it because it's a great topic today so without further ado let's get into it I hope you enjoy bada bing bada boom let's get to it Woo! so let's get into it so usually for my episodes I like to just go through the week and think of what like stuck with me in particular and something that I just like can't get off my chest or anything like I just can't stop thinking about it and this one in particular stayed with me so the topic of today is gender in big quotes isn't real so get over it now my inspiration behind this um behind this topic today is that I was on Twitter, you know, lollygagging, if you will, just having a ball, you know, just minding my business on Twitter, reading the tweets, just having a laugh, you know, as one does, and I talk about Twitter, at least every episode is a little concerning. I'll make an episode about Twitter. At some point, it just has so many, in, like, instances, and so many, I don't even know, but that's not what today is about, so I was on Twitter and then I saw this one TikTok of this one girl she posted and it was her TikTok. I later found out that it was hers and then I followed her. I was like, oh, I didn't know that you posted your own TikTok and you went viral. For some reason, I don't know, it didn't register with me. So I was minding my business and I saw this TikTok and it was of this woman named Giselle. She is a bi and trans woman. And basically she just states how like trans people have always existed for forever, even before colonization, because she was doing like, she was like kind of answering questions. She was doing a get ready with me and people were asking her in her TikTok comments like, oh, are you like on hormones? Like, do you plan to go on hormones? And then she goes into detail about like why she doesn't want to, why she doesn't believe in that because trans people have always existed. And then it really got me thinking in my own head. I was like, that's very true because I don't know why it took me back so far in my head to like a memory that was so far buried in my head of the time that I went to Catholic high school. So basically I like for at my high school, like for the first three years from freshman to junior year, you were only allowed to take like one class of religion. It was all, it was solely based on Christianity and Catholicism. And then when you hit your senior year, you were allowed to pick what type of religion you wanted to study like religions of the west religions of the east so i and most of my friends chose religion religions of the east so studying primarily um eastern religions so i have with me some simple research that i did just super quickly kind of refreshing my memory from that class because it was a very interesting class and that's how I like I remembered it that's how like it took me back to that time when i heard like when i listened to that tiktok i was like oh my god like that's so true like there are gods and goddesses that are like deities that they are they don't even like have a gender to them they've they were written to not have gender like on purpose and people worship them 
Like, completely, like, without question. So, for today's topic, it does get into religion. It does get into other religions aside from Christianity and Catholicism. I do want to state a couple things. That one, I am not Christian nor am I Catholic, but I did go to Catholic high school and it didn't really do much for me. <laughs> like, it just didn't really stick with me at all. Um, I'm more of a spiritual person. I do believe in, like, a spiritual journey. I'm slowly but surely going through that um, day by day, you know. I do believe in, like, spirituality, and I do want to be part of that even more. So, in no way, shape, or form am I speaking for these religions or the LGBTQ plus community, because I know for a fact that they could do a way better job explaining this such as Hinduism and Buddhism, like they definitely, and also just like trans people in general and the LGBTQ plus community, they, they can do a way better job of like explaining this topic and like what they go through, like what they do and like their way of life better than I can. I just did some simple research to refresh my memory. So I'm also very tired today. So I'm going to try my best, but I'm also very interested as well. So let's get into it, shall we? So that was the inspiration for the topic of today and also I'm going to be talking about like how gender has played and like the role for me and as a woman or whatever whatever the hell that means because truly what does gender mean like if you're a guy listening to this what does it mean to be male like what does it mean to you at least like not by societal standards I don't want an answer to be like well I'm supposed to provide I'm like no 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 like I want an actual answer from you as a human being like what does it mean to be male what does it mean to be female I want an answer to that because for me being a female just means just being a human being like what's so hard i don't know why there's so much like like discussion and debate on like what women can and can't do to this fucking day i don't know it's beyond me so anyways that's like where it came from like that's where it stems from today so i also remember learning about the goddesses and gods and hinduism and buddhism and i do remember like seeing pictures of them and like they like were meant to look androgynous like they were like i didn't know what gender they were. And I really didn't have to question back then either. I was just like, oh, okay. They're a religious figure. They're very important religious figures and the in the Hinduism and Buddhism tradition. I have only written down Hinduism today. So if you do want to get more of that, you can always go on Google and learn more. But I was very drawn to the Hinduism uh, religion. So in no way am I disrespecting any religions today. I'm not planning to do that. I just want to solely be just answering and like providing evidence, further evidence to this TikTok I saw that basically just says that trans people have always existed. What, like even before the word trans was a thing. So I have given my disclaimers, don't get mad. I'm trying my best, I'm also very sleepy. So I am doing my best, I am trying out here. The best we can do is try, but I'm having a fun time regardless and it's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna start off by stating the definition for the third gender because I didn't know that there was an actual definition for like some of these cultures that put it together because they have names for their third gender which I'll get into of the select ones that I picked but I didn't know there was like a definition that like these cultures put or like was put in somewhere in like anywhere and like like anywhere a definition for it so third gender defined by google is a category of people who do not identify as male or female, but rather as neither, both, or a combination of male and female genders. So, just want to put that out there so it's out there and now you know the definition for third gender stated by Google. Thank you, Google. Now I'm going to go into the androgynous definition and the gods and goddesses and very important religious figures in Hinduism. So androgynous definition, it has, there was two definitions on Twitter. I mean, whoa, not Twitter. Whoa. Let me rephrase that. Androgynous definition by Google, because there was two. So partly male and partly female in appearance of indeterminate sex and the second one is having the physical characteristics of both sexes. So you can take with that what you will, but I'm going to go now into the Wikipedia. I just wanted to get a rundown of it first because I know Wikipedia is not that reliable. I did try to find very reliable sources because that's why it took me a while to like um, 
like google all this and like research it because i don't actually trust wikipedia that much um like any, anybody can edit it really and if i did get it from like a sketchy website i try to like figure out who wrote it and stuff like that just like just to get a sense and i just want to use wikipedia as like kind of like just the basics i guess you can say but i do have better resources so wow i feel like i'm writing a paper right now <laughs> but anyways um so according to wikipedia so it says in hinduism God is sometimes visualized as male, as a male god such as Krishna, or goddess such as Lakshmi. I believe that is the pronunciation. Yes, Lakshmi. Uh, and then the androgynous, such as. Let me go to my notes very quickly because I definitely want to pronounce it right. So the androgynous god is Ardana Rishvara. I tried very hard. I even looked it up how to pronounce it and there were very few websites and I wanted to get it right. It took me a long time to like write it down, but it's spelled A-R-D-H-A-N-A-R-I-S-H-V-A-R-A. That is the androgynous god in Hinduism. And the androgynous god is a composite of Shiva, a male, god and a and parvati the female god or as a formless and genderless brahman and brahman in quotes is or no in parentheses is universal absolute supreme self as oneness in everyone so let's break this down shall we so krishna is considered the male god and he is the god of compassion tenderness and love and then Lakshmi, she is the female goddess, and she signifies the goddess of wealth and good fortune. And then the infamous uh, androgynous god, let me, I want to re-pronunciate the name. So it's Ardhana Rishvara. Ardhana Rishvara. And they are the androgynous god. And when I was looking at pictures of all these gods and goddesses in Hinduism, I do recall, like, in high school, I did notice that they kind of really, like, even the ones that actually did have genders, I remember I was just like, I didn't really question it too much, but I just, like, it was, like, for a second, I was like, huh, I really couldn't tell if they were male or female. But then I just, like, shook it off because, like, I was trying to learn something, I was trying to study, and I was like, like, that's, like, the least of what I need to know. Like, I just need to know, like, what kind of god or goddess they are, like what they provide, like what they signify, what it means to the Hindu, like in Hinduism to them and like why they're so important. You know, I feel like that's more important to focus on rather than like what kind of gender they were. But um, also when I was looking at the androgynous god Ardhana Rishvara, um, I looked at this uh, deity and it like the picture of this androgynous god was like split down the middle. Like, you know how like, if you were to envision and cut someone down the middle, you would try to do a perfectly straight line. That's exactly what this god looks like. And it's like a perfect straight down, cut down in the middle of the body. And one side is, a, is Shiva, which is also a male god. And then Parvati, female. And I looked at the difference between Shiva and Krishna since they're both male gods. And I did find only one good answer which was Korra I know it's not very reliable but someone wrote like in very deep detail of their differences and like what they mean in the like in Hinduism so I'm gonna read word for word of this lovely human being that gave me an answer because I could not find very reliable sources but I'm gonna take their word for it I'm gonna I'm gonna take their word for it so the question was that was posed, is there any relation between Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna? And then this person replies, in quotes, both are one and the same. Krishna is the God who came to this world in human form to preach human beings here. The same internal God exists in upper world as Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahman. God comes to this world in every human generation to preach divine knowledge, to uplift human souls, here through his excellent divine knowledge and then let us analyze deeply so basically their difference this answer states the difference is only between the names and the forms of energetic bodies the material of, the material of both the bodies is light energy in which awareness exists 
Both the light energies along with the corresponding awareness are forms of the basic inert energy only. So the only difference between Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna is that they have different names, but they have also different forms of energetic bodies. So I thought those were interesting to share out because they're both male gods, but I just wanted to like not have people get confused because I did mention two gods, so um, um, male gods. So I definitely wanted to clear that up in case anyone was confused. So also, if you didn't know, difference between God and deity. So God equates to one, like one single God, and then deities are several divine beings. And I wanted to put that out there too because I didn't know what the difference was either because I was like, wait, what's the difference? So if I were to say like Ardana Rishvara, they're a god because it's one singular person or one singular god. And then deities are just all of the compilation of all three, the ones I mentioned. So I just wanted to put that out there because I, I was very intrigued. I was like, what's the difference? You know? So now moving on to what I really wanted to talk about today. Because I definitely wanted to get into, you know, um, the religion aspect, but, and also in other cultures. So before I do that, I actually, oh, wait, okay, I, I forgot. I'm very out of it. I know. I'm very, very sleepy. I'm trying my best today. I know. I will, I promise next time I'll be a little more energetic, but I promise I actually am having a fun time. I'm just very sleepy. But, um duo of Shiva male god and then Parvati female goddess and then Shiva sometimes is re represented as half male and half female. I don't know how often that is. It does say sometimes and I did see in the research sometimes but like I said I am not going to speak for Hin like Hinduism as a religion. Uh, someone that is part of that religion could explain it way better than me and I just you know I just want to put that out there as well because I don't want people thinking that I know everything and I don't. I just did some simple Google searching and um, other references. So also Shiva is the god of destruction, the destroyer of evil. And then what else do I have here? Absolute Brahman is a genderless god and Brahman, B-R-A-H-M-A-N, is known to be the creator god. Also, when I was learning in high school, like my senior year, and I remembered now when I re-looked up the definition of Brahman, it al it also is a genderless god, but it also means like the highest level of light. It's like priesthood and like the caste system. So wanted to get that out there. But now we go into the third genders from various cultures. Now I only picked three. And I'm going to just break them down, you know, because I definitely want to talk about that. Because not only are genderless gods and beings and superior and like just divine beings like in religion, they're also in different cultures as well. So they're basically just like it all leads up to like the importance of having trans people being seen and like how it's not such a new term, really. It's always they've always existed. They've always been a part of like society. And I feel like talking about them in a religious and cultural aspect is very important. So another disclaimer before I get into the cultural aspect of it. Although I will be speaking about topics so far about the LGBTQ plus community, I am still not part of the community. I believe that trans, the trans community and or the LGBTQ community could do a lot better job, like I mentioned, explaining this. But like I said, I chose this topic because I really like it and I do resonate with it in some like level of capacity and I just think it's important to talk about regardless. So that's why we're here. That's why we're going to be talking about it. I know I sound out, I'm out of breath. I'm very tired, but it's okay. I'm still having a fun time. <laughs> so the first culture, it's an honorary mention and it's so, it's so near and dear to me. I was like having such a fun time researching this. Unfortunately, there was not very many info on it since it got so erased and like through colonization and everything as we would expect. But the honorary mention for today is Peru's third gender. I didn't, ha I had no idea about this as the proving that I am. So, que vive, que viva Peru carajo. You know, I'm very tired. I would have said it with a lot more con ganas, pero soy muy cansada. Pero in this time, so. I did find very one good journal about the Korwar Me. 
Hor. I have the pronunciation. I'm trying my best. Oh no, Kwawarmi. Kwawarmi. There we go. Better. So Peru's their gender is Kwawarmi. So in quotes, I have it here. The Incan shamans of pre-colonial Peru, no, known as the Kwawarmi, Kwawarmi, to like slow it down were considered dual-gendered and androgynous and were a representation of a third gender space that negotiated between the masculine and the feminine. So, like I'm going to say again, pre-colonization, they've always existed. I I don't know. I just, like, for me, I, I don't know. Like, it was, like, very bizarre for me to talk about and for me to, like, even find out that was actually a thing. Like, no one knows about it. And I feel like the people that do know about it, like, they don't have, like... Like, I just... It's very... It was hard for me to find most of these, like, third genders and, like, um, and cultural aspects. Like, there was still, like, a lot for the religious aspect, but not very much the cultural aspect of it. So... I had to put it in there because I'm Peruvian, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. I didn't know. And I just, I, I, it blew my mind. It really did. I like could have never envisioned that. And thinking of like Latino cultures now, it's just so machista. And like, it's just like, it's just such a downfall, you know, it's really sad. I'm like, it's really turned to that. Unfortunately, it really makes me sad, but, um, it's still, imp- I'm still very happy that I got to know about that now that I know. I can share it with other people. So I wanted to add that in there. And now the next, the next one is from Hawaii. And then their third gender is Mahu. So I actually found a lot of information. And then basically this all information about Mahu basically comes from this one trans woman. She identifies as Mahu. And she had a whole documentary made about her. I've didn't get a chance to catch her name because I was doing so much research. I had so many tabs open, but um, I was very impressed because most of the information that came from Mahu was from this one woman that talked about it in her documentary and it just shed light on all Mahu people. So Mahu, the third gender of Hawaii, spelled M-H, no, M-A-H-U. And then it goes... Those who embrace both feminine and masculine traits that are embodied within each and every one of us. And Mahu and pre-colonization, they were like caretakers, they were healers, they were teachers, and they taught like ancient traditions in their time. And I was very impressed. Oh, and also, by the way, I actually am realizing that this podcast is going to be very short because... um. I have a lot of information, but I just wanted to like put the definition out there because I don't want to go too far into it because like I said, I'd rather have someone that is part of these communities and cultures and religions and everything explain it better than I could. I, I'm just going to reiterate that again because I know it's coming up short because I'm seeing my research and I'm like, ooh, it's a little short. But I'm going to go back very quick. So Peru's Kwawarmi, third gender, is spelled Q-U-A. R-I-W-A-R-M-I, just in case any cualquier peruano quiere buscar eso, because I, I am sure, I fell in a deep hole with this one, and I fell in a deep hole with all of these cultural, like, third genders and everything, so my third and final one is Mouches, they're from Mexico, and that's, like, basically their third gender, uh, Mouche, so it's spelled M-U-X-E, but they pronounce it Mouche. So the translation for Mouche translates to woman in, Zapo- in Zapotecan dialect. And the definition of it was born from me. Actually, no, I'm going to get it from We Are Me Too. If you don't know that Instagram account or like that whole brand, it's like, we are me too. It's like M I T U. I don't know. I follow them on Instagram. They're a very popular like Latinx community, like Instagram and everything. They post really funny memes. They're really good. But they also have really great articles. So I found their article, and basically it just translates and quote both male but dress and live as women. They are not considered trans transgender. They're not considered transgender. So. Also, I found another article by Vice 
that I fell in love with. It was so long. It has so much great information. And it also interviewed like three mouches, I believe. I think three or four mouches. And they primarily live in Oaxaca. Oh, wait, no. I'm pretty sure Oaxaca. Let me actually type it out because I feel like it'd be better if I had it pronounced for me because <laughs> I've been trying so hard to pronounce, like, pronunciate everything I have here, but I'd rather have Siri or someone else pronounce it for me. So I'm just going to put my phone here all the way up. Oh no, I was going to have it play. I was going to have it speak. What happened? Okay. Why won't you, why won't you speak? No, no. <laughs> I think it's Waka. Oaxaca. There you go. I was not that far off, but let me play it again. Wait. Oaxaca. There you go. Thank you, Siri. You do most, you do a great job. So Oaxaca, Mexico, and they live in that area primarily because their Zapotec civilization, language, and culture remain untouched there, and a lot of other mouches, they sit in the article, live there as well, so they live within near themselves and they feel like very comfortable there. And I also read on the article that some of the mouches that they interviewed, they came out that way. And then like they like came out to their parents that way and like their parents weren't like accepting of it. They weren't very happy about it. And I don't know, I just think it's very interesting to like, like this whole, <laughs> this whole article on Vice was, it was amazing, I loved it. And I just want to shed light on that as well because I don't know. I like there was such little information on the Peruvian one, and it made me really sad because I was like, oh, I wish there was like a cool long article. But I'm still very thrilled that um, Vice has a whole long article like talking and just shining light on the mouches. So I have their article pulled up. So I'm gonna pull some excerpts excerpts from there because I have been obsessed. So. One of the mouches they interviewed was La Toya. So her name is Victoria Lopez Ramirez. I'm not feeling great today. I'm sorry. I know the accent's not great. But she goes by she goes by La Toya and she is 32 and she lives with her mother, Maria, and her sisters. And she makes her living by doing hair and makeup for women and other mouches. So she states how she sells clothes, she teaches Zumba, and she has flower arrangements and she makes them for like birthdays and parties and pretty much any festive event. And she states how, oh, there's an ad, there's an ad. <laughs> okay, so La Toya, she says that she wanted to be a mouche when she was 12 and she didn't understand it either and her family didn't take it very well at first, but then they didn't have any other option to just accept it. So it was like I was so interested in reading that I was like oh wow like like imagine like you just you just like tell that I feel like that's how like very many like LGBTQ plus community like members they have to tell their family like oh I'm gay I'm bi I'm non-binary whatever and it's like a very like anxious thing to like put out there into the world you know and especially telling like your loved ones you don't know how they're going to react so I was very impressed and I was very moved by that because like when I was doing this research I I just like fell in a hole, like a spiral on all of these. And unfortunately there was like less information than others, but I'm still, I still read the whole article for the um, mouches for Vice. And I, I don't know, I, it's just like, it blows my mind. Also, I'm taking a gender and communication uh, class in college right now. So I've always been interested in that kind of aspect, like sociology and like that aspect. So if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. So, yeah. And I think one of the other women, the other women, she, oh, her name is Gala. And she's like, this was written, I think, in 2015. So it's been a couple years since this came out. But she was 22 when this came out. And she began dressing in women's clothing when she was only four. And then she quotes and says, that was what allowed me to come out of the closet because before that, I wouldn't dare, she tells the person writing the article. I was always a homosexual and I believed that my family would reject me. When I decided to be a mouche, it was easier and not so traumatic. It was a joy. 
And now everyone looks at me with admiration to assume homosexuality as a mu as a mushe is more socially acceptable. And then basically she works at her at her tia's bar. She like makes the food and everything and I don't know. I just I wish like I wish I could have someone on here that like knows way more like interview Mushe myself or just have anyone that would explain this better because I'm like I'm still in shock and I'm still amazed by it and I'm like very for it but like I feel like I'm running short you know I feel like I don't know really, I don't know really what else to say me Gemini speechless right now very crazy but now I think the third or second to last woman they interviewed or Mushe sorry Mushe they interviewed Ah, uh, yes. Filena, or no. Oh, yeah, I think Filena Santiago is 48 years old and lives with her niece and her dad, whom she supports with her income as a hairdresser. I'm getting all of this from my, like, from Vice, so please don't come for me. I still will cite it and say where it's from, even though I'm reading word for word. If you don't know the article, you can definitely find it on Google, not my article, but <clears throat> she states... Or, or sorry. Oh yeah, no, she states, part of our identity as Mouches is to keep our real names and to defend our identity while we immerse ourselves in the customs. What makes the difference is how you live instead of where you live and how we relate to each other. This is where I am, Filan, Filana, or no, or yeah, Filana Santiago. Or no, <sighs> why am I missing this? Filana, I think is her name. I don't want to butcher her name. It would be very mean. But, and then I think, yeah, they do interview one more Mushe. Oh, okay. So, last one. Mestica Sanchez Gomez is 37 years old. She makes her living by selling multicolor, or no, multi-flavored jellies around town every morning. I find, oh, she finds herself on a Sunday. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. I went too far. I, I went too far. Wait. I went too far. Um, so she prepares a traditional breakfast dish of tomato and, and iguana. I had no idea you can even eat an iguana. I had no idea. See, you learn something new every day. I had no idea you can even eat an iguana. But <clears throat> I was still, I was like a little taken aback. I was like, cultural aspects are very interesting. I just find it, that to be very gross and vulgar. But, you know, it is what it is. Everybody has their own interests. And, you know, it is what it is. So she hunts these iguanas bro like i was pretty much taken aback by that too i was like i can't even fathom picturing an iguana like in a dish like i had no idea uh, i'm very taken aback but then again in peru we eat gooey i don't but my dad does gooey is like guinea pig i have my limits in some foods it's definitely that one like i think the highest level of meat I'll ever consume would be meat, and I already have that out of my diet, so chicken it is and turkey it is. Can't really go above that. I don't have any interest in duck. I don't have any interest in iguana, but it is still great to know how these people create these dishes, so. But yeah, I would picture like the, people are usually kind of grossed out whenever I mention that I'm Peruvian, they know about gui. They just know about it and they're like, why do you guys eat guinea pigs? I'm like, I don't know, why do you eat what you eat, huh? I mean, I want to ask my dad why he likes gooey, but, like, he's a Peruvian man. He's a very old-fashioned Peruvian man. He he definitely would be like, pero está bien rico, ¿por qué no? And I'm like, uh, bro, like, bro, to you, like, not for me, but I was just interested. I still, like, as gross as it sounds, would I ever try it? Definitely not, but I see, like, why it's a cultural aspect and interest and why it should be shed light on, and... I was just very interested in the whole article. I just finished the article, but basically she says, Mystica, she says, I have been doing a woman's job ever since I can remember. I wash clothes, I, I sell my jellies, and I also sell cheese. I have respected my birth sex and would never think about getting a sex change surgery. I am Mouché and I, and I am integrated and I have a respected place in society and I feel proud. Good for her. I hope everyone feels proud of who they are, especially in the LGBTQ plus community or just overall in their cultural aspects. So 
I am going to say the name of the title of the the Vice article because I definitely want people, if you're actually interested, check it out for sure. So it's Munchies by Vice, uh, Munchies Food by Vice, Cooking with Mouches, M-U-X-E-S, comma, Mexico's third gender. So I will rest my case there. But now as I am wrapping up, oh, I've actually forgot one. Oh my gosh, how can I forget? So the third gender, the last and final one, I believe, is from Japan, and it's called Wakashu. And it was more of like an like very long time ago, like centuries ago. It was like recognized like centuries ago during Japan's Edo period, which was the 1600s to the 18 like from eight no, 1600s to 1868. And then Japan's Edo period, according to this article, was like a peaceful and it was like a very high economic growth like era and period and it was actually far from ice like it was very isolated very very far away from like the western social order of things at that time so now we further prove that western civilization and western colonialism and colonization just really instilled the whole like gender roles and stuff so wakashu actually translates if you go on google translate to young people but they're like the japanese definition and like how they identify what cost you translates to beautiful youth so it's still youth and it's still like very like the the love and like respect for youth so it consisted of adolescent boys who have yet to enter their adulthood but they were seen as androgynous and to quote culturally permitted to present as both male and female and as the objects of desire for both men and women so they were kind of just like out there. They were very young. I couldn't find that much other information. And I'm just gonna leave that there because even like little kids during that time, like young boys during that time, like during the like centuries ago, like I'm like, I can't even like picture 1600s. I really can't, I cannot picture that. Like, it's just like something that you just like hear about. Like you don't ever meet someone from the 1600s like or 1600s, like you never will. I don't know. I find that to be very interesting and there was not much information about that either that I could like actually rely. I like picked from the huffing like huff post for that one. Um I wish I got better resources. Some of them I did, some of them I did not. But regardless, it's out there and I did see some other websites even though not that um reliable, but they did say pretty much the same thing or mostly the same thing. I checked on Google to see the translation was right too. So it's like not too far off, but as I wrap up officially, very short, but I'm also very tired. I'm trying my best, but um, regardless. So gender roles. If you, know, if you don't know what gender roles are, I don't know where you've been, but basically males are supposed to provide, make the money and like just basically just like have sex whenever they want. Like they really don't care. That at least was like the ancient times, like 60s like 50s if you've actually ever seen the tv show i dream of genie um i used to love that show when i was little but as i grew older i just i can't even watch it anymore because like my mom she likes the show she actually was the one that told me about the show and i loved it when i was little i was like this is such a funny show and it was just like kind of like a me and my mom thing and it's like from the 60s it's like a 60s based show it's like some of the episodes are black and white some of them aren't and basically it's just like about this man that like is an astronaut he makes his living as an astronaut and then he finds like he gets like lost in a stranded like an isolated island he like has to come down and then he finds like a genie in a bottle and then the rest is pretty much history but the like when I was I watched it like a couple months ago after like years of not seeing it and I just I couldn't even watch it again because it was so like gender ruley if that makes sense like it was like more like women have to cook and clean and then men were like oh I have to go to work it was like too much of that and that's why I really can't watch it anymore but if you actually have seen the show you know what I mean which I doubt anyone has but if you do want to watch the show which I don't really recommend during this age and time because like some shows just like out are just so outdated it's just like there's really no point but I do like the like simple like humor of it it was very funny but now little old me can't watch it anymore because I'm too outspoken for them. I'm just like, oh, 
telling me to go to like telling you to have a great day at work while I stay at home hell no fuck you no (laughs) in this society in 2021 not in this society so this is also why I hate when people they're like I was born in the wrong generation so I'm like you want to go back to the 60s like, you want to go back there? Your dream time? Because, like, some people, they, like, some celebrities and stuff, they're like, if you could go to back in any time, where would you be? I'm like, I would literally go nowhere. Like, I would go anywhere but, like, back in time. Because you want to go back in time when women had to fight for basic rights and people thought that, that they were wrong for that? Like, women protested for the right to vote and, like, people thought that was wrong. There were hippies, like, smoking weed in the middle of the day and, like, people thought they were crazy. But no, now it's normal now it's kind of normal <laughs> i just think it's so funny how far we've come and that's why i can't deal with people that are like you want to go back back in time you want to go back to the 60s where there was war people were dying everywhere slavery was still out in the open back in like a long long time ago even though it's not as long as we really believed it was hell no you want to go back in time for what that's so not exciting i would be terrified to live in the 60s i would never want to go back if anybody ever asked me, like, oh my god, what time period would you go? I'm like, literally nowhere. Like, I would go nowhere back in time. I'm very okay living in this generation. We have technology. I can postmate food. I can, like, drive a car that requires gasoline. And there are some cars like Teslas that only require electricity. You can charge a car. Why would I want to go back? Why would I ever say, I'm in the wrong generation? That sounds really boring. You want to go back to where, like, war was happening? That's what you want? That is what you picture? I'm in the wrong generation. No, I think you're doing great right now. I think you're doing just fine right now. Just a thought. Like, why? What is the point? And even present day, there are always going to be problems. Like, everywhere we go, there will never be the perfect year, the perfect society. But, like, we have progressed a lot compared to, like, the 60s till now. But, like, even present day, it has gotten yet... It has gotten better, yet the second women want to progress, such as advocate for sex work or only or the OnlyFans generation, men and hating ass women just dismiss it. And I am sick of it. So it's just so annoying. And the reason that I say this is because like it plays in the gender so deeply, because like if gender roles never happened, if it was just never introduced into our society, I can assure you sex work would be totally normal and completely like without question. Like, it would just exist and no one would, like, say anything. No hating man would have to say anything about it. No hating woman would be like, oh, you're going to take your tits out? Go read a book then. Like, no. I saw on Twitter, like, this woman, like, when the busted challenge was happening, it's kind of dying down, but, like, I'm still living for it. Like, I don't I don't have an ass, but I don't, I want to see women shake some ass if they really deserve it, if they really desire. What, what? It's not bothering me. I'm having a great time. And, like... And they look really pretty. They get dressed up. I'm like, oh my God, why would I hate on this challenge? Like, why on earth? Let people live. And so this woman, she was like, oh my God, like, or no, it was like hating on the busted challenge. And like, there was like a very like day long challenge where it was like, people were posting like the face and then the ass. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was like, you would put a picture of your face and then like what kind of ass you had. I don't know. I was living for those too. I was like, well, I don't really have a lot to contribute to this, uh, challenge but um i'm rooting for you girl i really am i really am so good for her good for her so and then like women were like hating on that too i was like what does the equivalence of your education have anything to do with like the whole the face the ass challenge what does that have any correlation just say you don't have an ass or you just hate women like living their lives and just go and this was coming from women too i was like how are you gonna hate? That's really mean. Like, for what? What is the point? What is the point? I don't understand. And then, like, men were hating on it too. They were like, yeah, well, you should go to school instead. Like, what? Like, have you made money today? I'm like, maybe if we lived in a world where men didn't think about money 24 7 and they followed like billionaires, then maybe this, like, this generation would be a little bit better. But, you know, it's fine. This entire generation is, like, dick-riding billionaires and, like, obsessed with it. But you know what? Who am I to say? Who am I to judge, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know why people say, I was born in the wrong generation. I'm like, buddy, look at a history book. 
Or just Google what happened really during those times. You want to go back to the 60s? Just Google what happens there. Or if you, like, oh, if I can live any generation or any era, it would definitely be the 50s or the 60s. I'm like, okay, you want to go back to war? Just say that. Like, I don't understand what the excitement is about there. I can post my food here. I have a phone. I have a laptop. I have like the ability to make a podcast here. Like, <laughs> what? Like, I don't understand. What's not clicking, you know? But also, I do want to bring up one of my friend's um, stories. So my friend, he's a gay man. And I don't know. Like, I don't, I've never really thought, like, I don't think too much about gender anymore because, like, I just don't think that anything matters. Like, I don't really think that stuff matters to me. Um, and so, like, my friend, he... He was just like going about his day or whatever and basically he states how like and also like this kid he told him like and he didn't know any better like i'm not gonna hate on a kid that's really mean but basically um this kid told my friend like i have a like he has a very feminine voice and then my friend called me on facetime and he was like what does that even mean like he was telling me the story and i was like what does that mean because like from like when i've met him and when i've hung out with him and like he does live in a different state but um whenever he comes to visit in LA, he, like, we, we meet up, and then he's, like, yeah, like, like, his voice sounds like a normal voice, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see that, I don't know why people, like, gender things, like, to this day, I don't know why, and I don't understand why, like, you gotta question someone's voice, I don't know, like, like, the kid probably didn't know any better, like, I'll give him that, that's fine, but it's, like, also, like, what does that mean, you know, like, what does it mean to, like, have a high-pitched voice as a man or have a somewhat higher tone in your like voice I don't know I don't know what that means truly I don't know but anyways I don't know why people also associate like like a higher voice in a man and automatically assume they're gay just a thought I don't know why people do that I don't know why people do that to this day oh they're gay I'm like how did you know did they tell you that they're gay did they tell you that they are part of the LGBTQ plus community or are you just assuming because you don't have proof, do you? You know, I don't like to assume ever who some like if somebody's gay or not or whatever. That's totally their business. It's not up to me for me to decide that. And if they want to tell me, that's great. If they don't, I respect that 100%. But basically, from this one story my friend told me, I was just like, you know, if anything, you do have a very Southern voice because he's from the South. And also, he also has a very Valley girl voice. And I'm from the Valley. Like, I know what that sounds like. I know what a valley girl accent sounds like. I have the valley girl accent. Like, as you can probably hear me now for the past, like, four episodes. And if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Instagram, if you know me in real life, I have a very valley girl accent. It's just, like, who I am. I was born in the valley. Not a big deal. And I don't know. We just have, like, a higher-pitched voice, I guess. I don't know. And I don't know why that means anything. So I wanted to add that story, and I asked him first. I was like, hey, can I add this? And he's like, yeah, for sure. So I wanted to put that out there because, honestly why are you gendering a voice? Like, what what purpose does that serve? Like, that doesn't really make sense to me, really. And so, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I definitely wanted to add that in there. And then another story is my sister, actually. We were talking a while ago. Actually, recently she told me this, like a couple months ago at the latest or like the most as like how long ago it was. She told me like when she was younger, because my sister and I, we are nine, ten-ish years apart, so when I'm 21, she'll be like 31, 32, so I'm 21 now, so she's like around that age. So my sister lived the whole 90s, she was like, she was like, she was a whole 90s kid, she lived it all, and every since, like, every time she talks about the 90s, I remembered it, because like, people from the, I used to, I always used to follow when I was younger on Twitter, like, people that were from the 90s, and they posted about the 90s, like, I knew about 90s culture very like very much and also my sister was a 90s kid so it'd be kind of weird if I didn't know about the 90s so also if I were to go back any in any time I would pick the 90s actually I changed my answer from previously if I had to go through any generation or any era it would be the 90s 100% such great music such great energy and there was already a lot of progression during that time so I would rather go check out the 90s and the music was just oh chef's kiss like mwah, chef's kiss 90s music my sister and I listen to 90s music all day every day like it's just like the best so my sister she told me like pretty like pretty recently that she swore she was 100% a boy she just felt like she was a boy I mean to this day she definitely doesn't believe that anymore when she was younger but she told me she didn't like she felt like a boy 
basically, and she had a whole punk phase and everything like that. So, um, I don't really, hmm. She doesn't believe in that now, I presume. But when she was yet, she was younger, she wanted to be a boy. She thought she was one, you know. She didn't go any further into it because it's just not a phase, mom. But even though maybe for my sister it was. But hey, like for most LGBTQ plus youth and like trans kids, they probably don't think it's a phase, you know. Some people for the truly go through the whole transition and like some like the Giselle girl on Twitter they don't go through a transition I feel like it's all about a spectrum so and also there's no business for like a trans child or any like LGBTQ youth to like go into details or like any LGBTQ plus member or whoever they identify as to just tell you who they are like why do you care like why do you need to know unless they they want to tell you that's also very different too so me <laughs> me now so <clears throat> ooh, now that's a topic now so ever since i was a little girl too ever since i was little i have never ever liked feminine or what you would consider feminine clothing like dresses and stuff like that and as i got older like now present day i actually just don't like feminine clothing because once i never liked it but primarily because my boobs are just too big like <laughs> that's truly what it is like like, my boobs are just too big for any dress that exists on this planet. That's why I don't buy any. That's why I don't really, like, want to. Because, like, one, every time I see a really cute dress, I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, it'd be cute in theory. It's like, oh, hmm, that's really cute. Oh. Anyways, you know, it's just kind of like a moment where I'm like, huh, do I want that for me? Nah. Because every time I see a dress and I want to try it on, I know how it's going to end up. Boobs are half out. Like, it fits me in all the wrong places. Like, half of my boob is out. The other half is, like, suffocating. You know, it's it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy as a big, busty gal here. But aside from me just hating dresses because I have such big boobs, it's just, like, not for me. Only because I just never really liked it. Like, I remember asking my dad when I was little, like, around, like, maybe 10. I was like, Dad, can I get my nails done? Like, like can I paint my nails black? He's like, ¿para qué? Niñas no visten así. ¿Para qué? I was like, bro, like, it's not that serious. Like, I was like, damn, okay. It's just black nails. Like, they go with everything. I think the only time I actually got different colored nails was, like, prom and, like, senior year or whatever. Whatever year that... No, junior year. Just kidding. And I just got a French tip and I thought it was, like, the ugliest thing. I was like, why do people like this? This is too girly. I hate it. And I had to wear a dress, too. I almost wore a pantsuit. I almost considered it. But I was like, oh, wait, I have to wear a dress. And surprisingly, I did find a prom dress that fit. Whoa, excuse me. My boobies. It was so shocking. Although somebody else had the same dress as me at prom. And um, I don't really give a fuck. I looked great in it, too. So fuck it. It was the only dress I could find that fit my boobies. I'm not sorry. I don't care if we had the same dress at prom, bitch. My boobies were thanking me. They were having a fun time. They were thriving in there. They were breathing, actually, for once. And I had a fun time. It was a great time. But in regards, you know, at the end of the day, man, I've always shopped in the guys section my whole life. And also, I feel like their clothing just fits me better, especially since I have big boobs. Like when I shop in the women's section, I actually get like my size large for like t-shirts and stuff in women's sections. It actually doesn't fit my boobs very well. It's very tough. It's very hard. And I always have to go either one size up extra large or just go straight to the men's section because their clothing is just like looser since they don't have boobies. Like, straight men don't have boobies. So I'm like, oh, oh, to live in a world where I could wear any cute skinny girl basic aesthetic and I could just pull it off, but my boobies say no. And I know a lot of people are like, well, just do it, fuck it. And I'm like, I wish I could just say fuck it, but no, then my boobies are gonna flying out. No, thank you. I mean, contrary, most men would want that, but honestly, I don't really give a fuck. I don't really care what men want. So I don't know. I've always, I've always hated feminine clothing I think the only skirts I actually wore in high school were my like khaki skirts and I only wore them because they really made my legs look good like the only great thing about my body is that I have great legs I worked hard for them I have toned them my whole life and they're like those like that's like the skirts that I wore for Catholic high school they were the only skirts on this planet I presume that fit me well I have five of them. Why would I buy another skirt when I can just buy? When I already have khaki skirts, khaki goes with everything. Like, I don't need to buy another skirt. And I have no interest to either. I have five of the same one. I have a lot of patience. I can deal with that. And I don't even wear it. Like, I only wore it once in 2020. 
because I just felt like wearing it. I was like, huh, do I want to wear that? Yeah, I do. Because I saw some Pinterest outfit. I was like, huh, do I want to wear that? I do. It was very, it took me back. And yeah, so I wore it. I have it on Instagram if you want to see. It's up there, the fit, it's up there. And I don't know, I I have no interest in feminine clothing. I really don't. Like, I just think it's really funny when like, women are like, oh my God, I can't wait to like get all dolled up and everything. I'm like, huh, mm, your version of dolled up is wearing a dress, love that for you. Um, mine though is if it's a dress, I'm not going. I'll wear a pantsuit if like the occasion is pants like it's only dress suits I mean dress dresses and formal wear I'm not going like straight up I just I have missed events because I just don't want to wear a dress seriously and getting ready is so exhausting like I had to like I literally had to pay one of my friends for both of my homecomings and proms to like do my makeup like I had to like hit her up and be like hey queen um (laughs) I know I had to look somewhat feminine apparently whatever that means to this like prom thing or whatever but uh you want to help me out you want to get my makeup like you want to do my makeup like bless her heart thankful for her to this day thank you and i don't know to this day i'm just not interested in that i wear sweatpants every day not only because i'm in the house but even like outdoors like i dress up sweatpants like i think the most feminine thing about me i would ever wear is like heels and boots i love heeled boots like they're my favorite accessory they will always be in they will always be in style and I like to wear pants. I like, if anything, if I'm going to show off my legs in any capacity, it would be shorts. Shorts have been my bestie since I was a child. They are still my bestie to this day. Um, I don't really have much of an ass, so it, it's just a fun time, you know? Shorts are great. It's the best in the middle alternative for me. It's either shorts or jeans, basically. And I wear shorts every day in summer. Because if you live in California during the summer, you are going to sweat everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. It's going to be gross. It's going to be nasty. And you're going to be like, huh, why didn't I wear shorts or a skirt or whatever? I don't, I I literally cannot participate in sundress season because one, we're indoors now. And two, um, my boobies say no. And I just feel really gross in dresses. I have always hated how I looked in dresses to this day. I still do. That is never going to change. I feel like a bad bitch though. in like, like in pantsuits and like rompers and stuff. Cause one homecoming, I wore a romper. And then the second one, I wore a pantsuit and it had pockets. I don't know why people like dresses. I don't know why anybody does. Like, they don't have any pockets. Why would I purposely buy something that doesn't have pockets? I have a million leggings with pockets. And yes, I will pay the extra money to have pockets. Yes, I'm that passionate about pockets. Because to find the nice purse, then to coordinate it. And I want to carry my whole life in the purse. I don't want like some teeny tiny, like, I don't know, like box as my purse. No, I need like a Telfar bag, like medium. And I have a Telfar bag in medium. It's like the best thing that's ever created on this planet. Bless, beautiful. A reasonably sized purse is what the is what I need. I need a large purse sometimes. I don't want to carry everything, but sometimes I really have to. Like if I want to go to the club, bro, I have to have like a nice reasonably sized like purse so I can carry my lip gloss, my phone, my cards, my cash, like even some like, you know, little feminine stuff, like some pads, some tampons. Like why would I buy a tiny bag? I would never, never in this lifetime would I ever do that. No. And being a woman, like, stressing feminine is very difficult, okay? It's so hard to the point where, like, it really stresses me out. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't do it. And I really give respect to the women and the LGBTQ plus community that really participates in, or classify, like, if they classify as themselves as man and dress in dresses, because I've seen um, gay men dress in dresses, and I'm like, oh my god, you are beautiful. Thank you for your service, because... Honestly, I've seen some gay men rock dresses and I'm like, I don't even know how you do it. Like, I could never. Like, I know that it's like conditioned like as a gender thing for women to wear dresses is like the most feminine thing. And I'm like, huh. I love how gay men wear it better or just men in general that put on dresses wear it so much better. They just really style it better. I don't know. And honestly, to this day, I'm wearing a sweatsuit right now. I'm literally wearing sweatpants and a hoodie and I'd rather live like this. I've seen like people in quarantine, they were like matching their sweat, like their sweatsuits and everything. That's great. Love that for you. I'm doing that right now. 
as I speak. But I saw people like getting like cute, like little, like, I don't know how to describe. They're like rompers, but they're very skin tight. And they were like walking around the house like that. I'm like, that looks so uncomfortable because I can't really envision myself wearing a thong in my house. Like I've done it a few times and it's very annoying. Like I don't, and I don't have interest to wear leggings in the house. Like I feel like it's like too like compression-y. All my leggings are very compression, like very max compression. Cause like, honestly, if it's not holding me in all the way, I don't want it. I can go on a whole tangent and a whole podcast episode about fashion, but I am waking up a little bit. But as I wrap up, I just want to say some final points is that, (sighs) wow. Oh, actually, no, before I actually do wrap up, recently Jojo Jojo Siwa came out to the public and I kind of wanted to add this in there because I don't know. I really look up to that and I really admire that from her. I really wish her the best. I think recently she came out like from like January 20th to the 22nd, I believe recently. And it's the 23rd today. I remember seeing it on Twitter. She posted about it. I think yesterday, the 22nd. So I'm very happy for her. And I just think it's very important to just like listen to LGBTQ youth. And I just feel like I'm very happy in the sense that like anybody that like may watch Jojo Siwa, I know that most of the people my age don't watch Jojo Siwa, but from gener- like younger generations, they have someone to look up to. And I think that's amazing. And I'm very happy to hear that. I'm very proud. I'm, I know Jojo, Jojo Siwa does not listen to me and doesn't give a shit, but I am very happy for her. And I don't know. I... I'm just impressed and I'm very happy for her and I'm glad that she came out into a very positive environment. So I wanted to add that in there because I think it's important to listen to LGBTQ youth and just the LGBTQ community, you know? I think it's just very, very crucial and to just not dismiss them. They're so important to the society and I don't know, they make the world go round. They have a very great sense of humor too, so. But anyways, final thoughts. And I just want to say colonization was like a, like basically just assigned gender rules and we just went through with it we just really like said okay sure if that's what you want to say women can't make money for this amount of time cool women i mean men have to make money and be savagely disgustingly sexual sure yeah sounds good like i don't know and then trans people or just third gender, or overall someone who is androgynous have existed forever and continue to do so. And it was before colonization ruined everything. So next thing, listen to the LGBTQ community. I've already said this a million times, but I'm going to say it again because it's really that simple. And like I did mention throughout the podcast episode today that like I mentioned, I would rather have someone that is part of these communities like the Hinduism religion and like these cultures that celebrate third genders and everything I'd rather have them explain it more than I did because I did kind of an interesting job not great but not bad just interesting job and I don't know I had a lot of preparation for this and I don't think it was enough but I did do my part I did do that I I feel like I did enough to the point where I was like okay I can't go on because I'd rather I'd rather just not tap into that realm only because someone that is part of those communities and those genders and like those religions and those cultures they know better than I would so I don't want to speak for them um, when they could easily do it better than I can and like Giselle mentioned in her TikTok trans people go through their transitions differently and it she didn't decide to transition like surgery wise for her and that's okay and it's no one's business either And if somebody, like I mentioned, if somebody wishes to tell you their business that way, that's great too. And all you have to do is be accepting and listen to them because I, like, it's just no one's business. I, and also when I was seeing that Jojo Stiwa came out, people were like, oh, did she come out? It's gay. Bye. I'm like, it's none of your business. Why do you care? It's totally her business. She, if she wants to say so, she will. If she doesn't, she doesn't have to. So all we know is that she came out to the public, which is great. I'm very happy for her. And to conclude on a final, final note, gender is fucking stupid. That's it. If you're a man and you want to go make an OnlyFans and shake your ass for some money, do it. If you're a woman and all you want to do in your life is just make money and be a boss bad bitch, then fucking do it. That's all I'm going to say. Because truly, 
Gender is not real. It never was. And it's just a colonization tactic. So fuck that. So anyways, I have concluded and I am signing off. I'm going to make some tea and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did not, sorry, I am very chaotic on these, but also I'm very outspoken. So if you can't handle it, that's more of a you problem. But anyways, that is all I have for today. I know it was a little chaotic since I'm very, very out of it. And I thought I did have enough information, but I don't, I didn't at the time. And I was going through, I read it through before I actually like fully like recorded this and I was like oh no that's that's definitely fine I have like religion I have cultural thing and I have me and like my friends and their experiences and my family and I was like oh no it's not but anyways if you enjoy this episode let me know tell me what you think but anyways I'm signing off and I hope everyone has a great day and yeah enjoy your next week <laughs>